This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Do you ever feel so nauseated that you feel like the saliva yeah. just like building up in your mouth? I seriously thought I was going to spit in her face. Because she's like, what kind of name is this? Bibiana? Like, who, like, does your mother even know how to spell? I was like, if that would have happened now. Happened. No. Oh, oh, forget my it. Gosh, oh my gosh. So I would canceled. love for my season to be replayed so they can see all the like injustice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Black Beans and Rice. We're really excited about today's episode. We have an amazing guest on. We all know Bibiana from so many seasons of mm-hmm. The Bachelor franchise. She was on Ari season of The Bachelor. From there, she went right into Winter Games, which was a super fun season. And then from Winter Games, she went on to Bachelor in Paradise season five. And then a whole year went by, and then she ended up back on Bachelor in Paradise season six. So we have a lot to cover in this episode. Yes. She is amazing. We Both of us are huge fans of her. It's a great episode. We talk about a lot. So my girl, Bibby, you know, she's Miami. She's my Miami friend besides being my friend from the show. So I absolutely adore her, and her personality seriously just like lights up a room. And we talk about everything from why she went on the show, how she applied, which is hilarious because you, you would never think she would be the one to like go all in in her application. So that's amazing. And then she, we go on to talk about what happened on Paradise the first time around with Colton and like we just like really get some inside scoop there. And then we get to see how she's totally reflected on these insane experiences and how she's in a better place and how she got to that amazing place that she's in today. And you're going to find out all this and more on this episode. We went through a lot. It's a lot of good, juicy details, which I'm sure you guys will love to hear. And we wanted to just kind of keep this episode to just Bibby because we talk forever <laughs> and we could have kept going, but uh, it's it's a good time. It's just like three best friends hanging out. You know it's going to be a good episode when she BB texted me like, can we please continue talking? And we were already know. at almost like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the next one, we're going to have to have cocktails and do a whole other breakdown of sorts. So without further ado, this is Bibiana on Black Beans and Rice. Welcome. I'm tired Hello. now. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, babes. What's up? You are retired now? I am. I'm retired. Officially? Okay. I get these messages sometimes on Instagram like, are you going back on Paradise? I'm like, no. (laughs) No. Because people want you to be that Latina bachelorette. They would love that. They would. We all would love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say only go back if they asked you to be the bachelorette. Otherwise, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've been through the – Right. I've been through way too much. And even so, that's like – that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of things that you have to consider. I don't know what, I mean, would you guys, if you, I'm, you both are in a relationship, but in the event that you yeah. were not and they were to offer you the position, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot because you're, you're signing yourself up for a lot of criticism. You mm-hmm. have to be on your like a game and it can come at mm-hmm. any moment. Those requests for being the bachelor bachelorette. So I don't know. I would have to do a lot of thinking about it. It would depend on where I was mentally in my life, physically, all of those things. Like if I was maybe in check and good on that, then maybe mm-hmm. I would say yes. But it would take a lot of like 
me talking to my family, me talking to myself, me figuring mm-hmm. out if that's what I wanted. No, and it's almost never good for like the veterans when they show up. It's always like they're put in at a random time just for a plot because all the new fresh girls are going to be there. So it's yeah. like, it's a hit or miss. You know what I mean? Unless you're yeah. Ashley of these people who have like made it. and They're lifers. Know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. these lifers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is uh, like it's a career. Like they've made like a career out of being part of the Bachelor franchise. And they yeah. love it. You could tell. You know what I mean? Like they genuinely like love the new seasons. They keep, they follow up with everything. Even Rachel, mm-hmm. like you could tell, like she like genuinely wants to talk about it. I'm one of those who's like, all right, like <laughs> I haven't watched the season. I, I, I knew it. I didn't I knew, even ask yeah, you. We, I was I was here, like, should we talk to her about the season? And both of us no. were like, we feel like she probably hasn't even watched it. Oh no my way. gosh, I'm so She's sorry. Out. I'm very no. ill prepared for this podcast as far as Bachelor <laughs> no. stuff. I have so We're I not get talk about I get anxious <laughs> watching the I show know. again. Me too. I have PTSD. I so think it's much. real. I don't feel good after an episode. Mm-mm. Well, also, I just I think that I've grown so much as a mm-hmm. human being, and I'm so far off from who I was when I went on the mm-hmm. show originally. Now, I think yes, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Did it catapult me into like this whole different journey? Absolutely, I would never change that. But I don't know if I could like want to continuously relive these moments i'm not unattached yet where like i can watch this and not feel like affected it It brings up a lot of the things that you experienced on your own seasons Mm -hmm. when you see that when you're like oh this girl is experiencing this it feels similar to this so it's like almost like reliving trauma in a way (laughs) by watching certain parts of these episodes so i can totally understand that plus you were on you were on The Bachelor, and then you went straight to Winter Games, and great. then you went basically straight to Paradise, and then you did a whole year off, and then went to Paradise again. So it's safe to say you did it, like you did the whole thing. You've been on mo- true. You're one of the contestants that's been on more, more shows, shows than most, I would say. I know, and I I'd sometimes I'm like, should I be embarrassed? No. Um, <laughs> you know, and I also think like Winter Games for me, my season was cut. Like I left. So early on RE season, so mm-hmm. so early. I mean, I I went home like night three, like night yeah. three or something like that. I don't recall. Um, so Winter Games was kind of just what my like bachelor season would have been had I stayed. Mm-hmm. I think it's true. Um, yeah. And then of course, like it was really hard for me. Like now, as an outsider looking in, it's like okay, could I have played? A better part but I just I wasn't you didn't even know because you weren't even it. one of those fans like you weren't like this diehard bachelor girl who then joined the show you told me you were like what like you didn't even know like okay winter game sign me up you didn't know biggest yeah. mistake of my life <laughs> like mistake. do not sign up for a reality tv show and not watch the show exactly. do you want to know like, what I watched? watched what what did you watch I watched the end of JoJo season Mm. okay and I thought this yeah, was all love and great <laughs> they were so in love with her yeah. I'm like everybody mm. really wants to have you know be in a relationship and mm. then when my mm. you know people always say like oh were you really like into Ari and I said it's so hard to actually become a contestant mm. on The Bachelor like thousands of people apply that when the mm. opportunity presents itself if you're single it's almost hard to not to say no it's like wait a minute what if like you don't know what this is going to be like so how are you supposed to say no additionally my bachelor was supposed to be peter krauss i know so, i remember that which i was watched another that whole thing 
That was a whole other thing. <laughs> that was a whole other thing. Like, thank God you're not with Ari, obviously. <laughs> or you yeah. Or Peter. After I mean, not thank God. I'm, I'm really happy for Ari and Lauren. They really just said, F the world, we're going to be happy. And they're, yeah. I mean, they're a successful couple. I have people all the time say, like, oh, did you really go on it for love? And I'm like, hey, the guy who was my bachelor is actually married to the girl That's and true. they have a baby. So yeah. this That's stuff true. works. It does work. And. How did you apply for the show? Like what made you initially apply? Was it just seeing Jojo JoJo's last few episodes or so, what was it about it? My girlfriends. Um, I had a girlfriend, her name is Alex. I worked with I worked at MTV and really closely with the creative team. And she's like a big bachelor fan. And she's like, Baby, mm-hmm. you gotta we used to have like lunch hours together where the team would get together in the living room and we would just like talk nonsense. And she's like, You really gotta try out for it. She's like, Please apply for the bachelor, apply for the bachelor. And then on the other end, my sister's friends were also really big fans and they kept saying the same thing. So I was bored, you know? Yeah. Like I was bored and I said, you know what? Fine, guys. I'm going to entertain you. I hired a friend who was a videographer and I said, follow me around. This is what we're going to do. I mean, I made it ridiculous. I'm like, I'm going to be in bikini rollerblading. I'm going to get rose petals, rose petals and just like throw them up and frolic on the beach. Like I made it so ridiculous. And then we went back to my friend's house and we had a girls' dinner. We went through seven bottles of no wonder. wine. Oh seven? God. How many girls were there? It was it was one, two, three. It was four of us. It was four of us. Her husband <laughs> made her husband made a chicken for us, and I like you know I'm, pretended it was me. And mm-hmm. we just sat around and we had some B roll with talking about like my past relationship. What? Whatever, like, this is amazing. Wait, I want to see is- this. This is better than Bachelor. I want to see you get lit, like, (laughs) serving a chicken roast. (laughs) I was like, marry me. Um, My big chicken. We had a blast. And then I thought to myself, I had gone to the casting page, and I'm like, how do you even get recognized, um, like, when you submit your application? So, I mean, when I did the most, my sister's like, if you can just just do, like, 10% of what you did to apply for The Bachelor in your actual life, you'd be killing it. Yeah, the focus, the dedication on time. You'd be like, fighting men off. <laughs> the written application, I did this whole thing yes. where I printed it with a little emoji me, and it was the paper was printed on rose petals. Okay, it was like a full on pamphlet. The box was full of rose petals, like plastic rose petals and ring pops. No, and then the USB, like the video, the USB was in a small box that said, "Will you accept this application?" I'm kill you. You're like, kidding me! <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> no wonder they That's love why you. they. <laughs> then I overnighted it. I was like, I don't care how much it is. It needs to it, overnight. You overnighted. Overnighted. <laughs> You're gonna die. Like, desperate. Um, fast forward six months later. I'm at flywheel about to do a workout and my sister says something to me and I'm like, oh, the bachelor needs to call me already. I'm like so done with this life. I get out of class and casting call me. And I'm like, how is this happening? I'm like, my manifestations are <laughs> You manifested it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it's really early on in the process. I need more pictures. I did also the most for these pictures. I like did karate pics. So like, see, okay, the Bachelor just aired like your audition tape. You would have had like a hundred suitors <laughs> lined up. I swear, yeah. that's all they needed to see. Like, Who's this clown? I was just ridiculous. <laughs> I had I had oh more God. of a sense of humor than I feel like, you know, yeah. like where I was just like, let's just have. fun. It was just fun. It was fun. This ruined social media for me. Kind of like ruined 
mm-hmm. like how I just the come fun of it to my friends online. Yeah, I don't even yeah. enjoy scrolling. Like, there's always like a little pain or like some like weird feeling. I, I used to love to tweet. I can't tweet for shit. No, now. sorry, <laughs> is cursing not allowed? Because I just if you never know if you are going to offend someone or if you say the wrong thing. And I remember when I was on Ari mm-hmm. season, I would I would clap back. I was oh, feisty. Me too. I'd be like, we loved that about you, though. I yeah, was like, same. come at me. And now I'm like, chill. Like, yeah. No, you're the opposite. Now you're like, this. I'm in a bubble in Miami. Yeah. I'm like, don't, no one, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Do you guys remember the other day I had a memory come up on my stories? Do you remember Cardi B? She's like, has an interview, and she's like, I just want to tell all my haters to go oh, yeah, yeah. suck my D. <laughs> and then she's like, and I know I don't have it. Yeah, she's I like, and that. I know I don't have a dick, but I have a pink dildo. I went ahead and, <laughs> and posted that on my story. I'm like, I was so aggressive. I'm like, I love that. But you know, they were just so mean. They're so yeah, mean right. sometimes. And even so, my sister says, she's like, I feel like you just over exaggerate. Like, they're not that mean to you. And yes, I would say that some other people, like, really, like the yeah. villains and, Get you worse. know, the leads, like, I would. I would need the bachelor would need to pay for a lifetime therapist mm-hmm. if I was. They should do that for like, people in the contract. Like you're going to pay my therapy for the rest of my life because um. the therapist that they give you was not ideal. <laughs> she didn't really do much. Yeah. yeah, she was just like paid to check in and never actually like gave you a mm-hmm. helpful thought as far as like accomplishing the, the things that you're going through. Um. I remember on RE season, I was losing my shit. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I asked to speak to the psychologist and I got mm-hmm. sent home that same night. They were like, no, we don't do therapy. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> we don't do that. We don't do oh mental God, health me. here. <laughs> oh like, my God. Uh, this girl's asking for help. No, we need her as crazy as possible. Let's Yeah, like, well, you can see it watching back because I watched a couple of clips mm-hmm. before this just to refresh and they definitely set you up many a times to get you to react and yeah. I loved your reactions mm-hmm. because you're one of the people that stayed strong in your beliefs and what you stood for and the fact that you were trying to get to know Ari that you didn't really fully know if you liked him yet because that's how it is. It's a two-way street and you didn't have enough time with him and they kept I remember one of the particular instances you had like a day bed set up and you were supposed to stargaze and like five <laughs> other women used it before you and I'm like that what could have been avoided like that was definitely set up I think the one memory I always have is the wrestling mat mm-hmm. oh I love that scene that's where I fell in love with you and Tia because I was actually a fan of yours I literally like once I knew there was I a was Miami too. girl in the season I was like obsessed with you obsessed <laughs> even like, your friendship with Tia I was like wait mom they're so cute oh my god I love this girl and that wasn't yeah. showcased and I felt very mm-hmm. When the woman attacked me and then she insulted my mother, I, if mm. I could explain to you guys, I've, I don't know if I've said this in other podcasts, but do you ever feel so nauseated that you feel like the saliva yeah. just like building up in your mouth? I seriously thought I was going to spit in her face because she's like, what kind of name <laughs> is this? Viviana? Like who, like, does your mother even know how to spell? I was like, if that would have happened now, happened. No. Oh, oh forget it. Gosh, oh my gosh, so I would canceled. love for my season to be replayed so they can see all the like injustice. I'm like, yeah. let me go at you right now. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. what would Jesus do? Literally <laughs> in that moment, I'm like, my mom's a Christian woman. I know I've strayed from like all of this is running through my mind. I'm like, I know I've strayed yeah. from my faith. If I spit in her mouth, would I be forgiven? Like, I'm like not in her mouth, but like you know what I mean. Like, I like as she was yeah. talking, I was like, I'm gonna spit in no, her face. <laughs> nowhere else in our lives where we are we put in a situation like that. Yeah. That's why it was so hard for me to process feelings, process emotions like that. Like 
in Miami, that would never happen. Like we grew up in amazing, like we're in good environments where like we're not. I'm like tried like that. I'm like my my it's insane. mom. I like seriously mm-hmm. just like she was just like yapping like this. I was like, what can I do? <laughs> and oh then God. I didn't. And then I saw how quickly like Ari was just like automatically consoling Tia the whole time. Yeah. No, like I did not exist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I felt like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah, I, felt I like was that. just attacked like crazy and everybody's just acting like everything's okay. And I'm like, this guy's not. It almost makes you feel crazy or like it just makes you feel like like an outer body experience that this isn't Nicole like I don't even know why I'm in this situation but I can't get out there's no like clear way out either it's bizarre and I was like this guy's not into me because automatically the Mm -hmm. same T and I had like very similar situations but I I definitely felt like mine was just like whoa what what's going on like nobody told her to like slow down a little bit Mm-hmm. And he, like, automatically went to Tia, like, talking to her the whole time. Like, everything was about, like, is Tia okay? Is Tia okay? And I was like, yeah. No, you're not. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was I'm it. Out of here. Like, once you get that feeling, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, I am and It's the producers, obviously. Here. It's not even him. It's just, like, there's a storyline happening that while us, like, we're so real and present, we're not even trying to manipulate anyone. We're just yeah. actually dating, going with the flow. Yeah, I can read signs. This guy's not into me exactly like, at all. Yeah, it's it's even harder when you have the awareness, which a lot of people lack in those situations. That oh, he doesn't have feelings for me. Like, why would I stick around and try to keep like throwing myself exactly. at this person that he doesn't share those feelings for me? I felt that like constantly on The Bachelor because mm-hmm. you have to be like, me you too. have to pump yourself up, you have to get excited, you have to go tell him your things, and every time you feel a little disappointed because he doesn't show you anything or doesn't share the same like excitement that he does with other women you can see it's right in front of you it's very obvious and i feel like we have to bring up the fact that like we are all like the token culture to say but i mean token latina it's like what a guy i even dated called me as a joke like oh like you're the token latina on the show and then i know horrible thank god i never talked to him ever again that was horrible (laughs) literally but there is something about that like of course that's nowadays hopefully that's changed yeah it's shifting like these new seasons they're trying to get like a really diverse group of girls, diverse group of guys. But that was something that hit me like the hardest, just mm-hmm. like that feeling and not being able to talk about it with any girl. Like no one understood me in my group dates. No one really understood why I was feeling that way. Yeah. So they would like turn that around. I don't know. That was the hardest for me. It really shined a light on me, especially like even after Paradise, where it's like this isn't going to be for me because mm-hmm. – um, and I hope that the I hope that the franchise does a better job of actually trying to appeal to a diverse audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that that can be very difficult, and that may affect ratings for a while until it is. But it's just like until you do a better job of diversifying your audience, like yeah, it's you stood up to me so much in your season because you had your natural hair. You didn't do this like extensions, which is fine. But like, I really, you stood out to me like, wow, like, she has her black hair. Like, cause I was trying so hard. If you saw me in paradise, I'm like dying my hair blonde, like trying to like appeal, like trying to be like what I thought a bachelor in paradise queen, whatever it would look like. Yeah. But it's so insane. Yeah. But you killed it's it so in paradise. You killed it. <laughs> you totally killed it. I mean, and also everybody plays with their hair during the summer, but I get it. There was like, there's the additional pressure. I was looking up to Jojo too. Because I had no one else to look up to. I was going through seasons as a fan. Like, I really had no role model, like, no clear, like, 
path. Like, wait, I could win. I signed up thinking I was going to be there for two weeks. Yeah. Because I was like, no way, Colton. I was like, I packed, like, I didn't pack ball gowns or anything. You know? Wait, do you guys ever get people who, like, slide into your DMs saying, hey, I just got a call back or any tips or I'm submitting my application or this? Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't I do know. it. I know, right? <laughs> so true. Don't I'm like, go. Girl, 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 you're better. No, no. Yeah. Maybe it's I'm a like, sign. Especially if you're a Latina, I'm like, just don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. I'm like, this girl from Miami was saying she like got through to another part of the thing and that one of my friends said like to reach out. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't even resp- after like a moment, I'm like, I just don't even want to be that person to discourage someone from applying because you never know what that story ends up being for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is the leads don't really like like I never stood a chance. I'm a yeah. Latina. Like yeah. it was just never stood a chance. And so really yeah. when it's like, do you want to put somebody else through the same Process, thing? Like, yeah. you know, you think it's such like a great experience. My best friend watches a show and she's like a big Bachelor fan. When she watched everything that happened she's like they were trying to make you lose it yeah, like like pop they were trying to make you mm-hmm. be the feisty latina mm-hmm. and i've had people well, after well, you know, the, the producers were telling me when i was crying at the end getting attacked by onyeka whatever the stupid plot that was obviously like curated by them they were like there's a feisty latina in you like they were oh, shocked no. that i wasn't a bb like, you know they would bring you up and everything i'm not proud of like losing my shit at Crystal. That's not something that I look back on and I'm like, yeah, I stood up to her. Yeah, do I feel like that should be something? Like people should stand up for the things that like I thought it was super rude. Like how am I here trying to fight for five minutes of his time? And so many people think you can just get up and go talk to him. It's not how it is. I mean, this man literally has more security than the president of the United States wrapped around (laughs) him. You are not infiltrating the circle. It does not work that way, people. Like- well, why don't you just go talk to him instead of talking to other people? I'm like, girl, <laughs> blocked, blocked. Oh, I feel you. I'm so glad we're talking about this because even like when it was taboo before, because when I was talking to girls on my season about this, they were like, oh, like, why are you bringing up race? Like, oh, you're like, this is racist. What do you mean? Yeah. Why would he like you? What do you mean? Okay. Now it's like, come on. <laughs> like now we're all in the 21st century. Like, thank God we're all like, we all get it now. Yeah. I had a moment where, um, you know, and I do everything by the book with the Bachelor family. Like I'm sending emails to ask questions if I can do this and I can do that. Like obviously my contract, I think it's, I mean, my ship has sailed. (laughs) Um, So I can feel more comfortable now. But I remember when I first got off the show, I was interviewed. Do you guys know the podcast, Two Black Girls and Girls? They've been around forever. They like, they're hilarious. And I remember also being in this space where, like, this is the first time I'm watching the show, like, first experience on it. And um, I went home after work and the the bachelor, they had told me, like, okay, yeah, you can do the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't yeah. say certain things. And they had asked me, they pinpointed, like, do you, something along the lines of, this isn't verbatim, but regarding, like, the, every time that I came out, they would play Mexican music. <gasps> oh, my God. And if I was offended mm. and I was so scared to say something and I, and what I answered was, you know, I don't, 
I feel proud to be a Latina. So if they need to play music in order to identify me as different and people actually to recognize that I am a Latina woman, then by all means, like I am proud for who I am. No, I'm not going to take offense to it. Like, yes, please make it, make it a big deal that I am a Latina. Yeah. Like people need to know that I am different. Something along those lines. And I probably messed up my answer. It, like it probably didn't sound that well, but I remember thinking like, Oh my gosh. Like Mm -hmm. you're so focused when you're watching the show on like the things that you're saying and doing that I didn't even realize they are playing Mexican music every time that I exit. I mean, they had me sing Cabello, Camille Cabello, like half of my heart is in Havana. And they had me salsa dance. Dude, Which obviously there's so much more to me than like my heritage, obviously like you and Sydney and everyone, like there's so much more. And obviously they just quickly target pinpoint me like put that as me I'm just a Latin girl who lives with her family and that's it there's nothing mm-hmm. I need to know more which is sad yeah you're wrapped up in a little yeah, I was Latina up. bow mm-hmm. <laughs> then the other thing that they had asked me was what was it that they asked me it was something along the lines of whatever it was but they asked me like as a woman of color mm-hmm. and I'm like I was I'm the most naive fucking person in the world and I'm like what do you mean like mm. I have never heard of that before because I grew up in Miami where, and this is, this is really me just, this is part of the problem, you know, where by the way, we are Caucasian, like on a piece of paper, like you are and I am too. So so I I said, I feel that I, that's really hard for me to identify with because my friends who are have a different story and, you know, in Mm -hmm. Miami it's, Oh, yeah. regardless some people don't see it this which way. is why it was even more shocking for us almost to be on in that environment where like we're i see myself obviously as americans like we are just mm-hmm. we aren't defined by our color or skin or being dominican yeah. or cuban it's insane i wish i knew what i know now where i can recognize the responsibility that comes with being a latino woman in a such a mm-hmm. What's the right word to position this? Um, heavily like, dominate, like such a Americanized franchise, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like such a white show. I mean, yeah. Really, yeah, that, it is. That, I, <laughs> you break it down. Truth. Yeah. Like, I wish I knew yeah. then what I know now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I would have carried myself differently. Maybe I wouldn't have even lasted that long. Maybe they would have never asked me to come back. But like. You know, I don't want people to just see Latino women as being feisty and, you know, like, like being these like dominating uh, women. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I love that she, I love who she is, but I wasn't pinned to be this kind girl. I was really positioned to be this Mm-hmm. This feisty woman that was going to tell people how it was. And it that's not because I'm Latina. That's because I just felt violated. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean this is okay? Yeah. You were just reacting to your surroundings. That has nothing to do with your culture. Just like you having an opinion based on what you were being, oh you were experiencing. And so I, upset. Yeah, I felt that same exact thing where I wasn't, I was always around like white women essentially growing up. And like, I never really saw myself as like the token Asian girl. So like, it wasn't really until I was on The Bachelor and I saw the other one older Asian girl went home night one and I looked around and I was like, oh, I'm here to represent my race for the time that I'm here. So I that is my role on this show as of right now, unless Colton and I were to have like this amazing whatever connection, which didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But it's it's 
interesting to realize that. And it's like really interesting to decide what you're going to do with that role. Like what, how are you supposed to act in that situation? And it's not fair. Like we shouldn't have that pressure put on us anyways, but here it is. Mm -hmm. Like we have to like honor and be proud of our roots and, but it's not even fair that we're put in that position. That's really good that you were able to see that because so much is going on emotionally in that show that it's hard to like keep you like, a good head on your shoulders. It's just like you're being pulled mm-hmm. in so many directions. You're not getting enough sleep. Like I must have slept a total of eight hours the two weeks that I was there, mm-hmm. all spread apart. Oh, horrible. Like you're not sleeping. <laughs> you don't even know what day it is. You know, you keep a journal, but you don't know why. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I threw that shit out. I was like, why did I write any of this down? Oh, God. Like yeah, everyone's writing in their journal. I guess that's what I should be doing. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, it was so yeah. crazy. Oh my God, babe. No, but thank God that, yeah, this is getting me heated right now. I know. I'm sorry. We're like, we're not going to talk about The Bachelor. Let's talk about The Bachelor. I know. Let's fucking do it. Um, (laughs) I do have a question, though, too, about Winter Games because it seemed that you had a different energy in Winter Games as far as – because you built a relationship with – I think his name is Jordan, the guy from New Zealand. So I felt like we saw a more emotional side of you in Winter Games, and you had talked about not being able to, like – connect or show yourself fully about what your emotions were with him what was that uh process like for you in winter games so now that I can be honest about Mm -hmm. everything I was really mad at him because he was a bachelor in New Zealand so he understood everything that happens on the other end as far far as production Mm -hmm. and so I started to feel the pressures of like what is this relationship what is this relationship the guy had been there for days Mm. And he was already asking what was going to happen. I'm like, you live on the other side of the world. And so like, nobody thinks of that. Like this all happened in in four days and we hit it off so great. So in my mind, I thought, oh, I'm like, I really did genuinely like him. Like Mm -hmm. from, I don't waste my, how do I explain this? Like, I'm not someone that can fake the funk. Like, yeah. We had chemistry. We vibed from the moment, like we started talking we were having coffee and then it just turned into a whole vibe and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. But then once I learned about his history and him being, you know, the New Zealand bachelor and like all this mm-hmm. stuff, he had a really bad experience. And when you're with someone who has been a lead in, in the past, it's almost like you get the confidence of like, this guy knows how to do this thing. Like if I, I yeah. almost like I can trust him. And mm-hmm. I remember where I was getting a little bit like anxious and I'm, I told him that let's just like make sure we're taking it at our own pace that we don't get wrapped up in production because we really mm-hmm. like each other. And like, we never really know what production is going to be up to like, let's just, you know, without saying those words aloud, because then of course like production's yeah, you're always on a mic. Mm-hmm. and he was like totally for it. And then one day I take a nap, like all within the, the first four days I take a nap and I come back downstairs and he like want, like, he had gone away to talk to production for like an hour and he comes back super worried. He doesn't want the same thing that happened to him to happen again because he had such a bad rep Mm -hmm. in New Zealand. And so he kind of really wants to have this workout and he wants to have all these answers. And I start freaking out because it's like, you should know better. Like, didn't we just have this kind of like discussion where remember that we, we meet on we the agreed. same page and we agreed yeah. that like we were gonna this is our thing now 
And it kind of felt like he just let production intervene. And it's like, no, I can't. I just met you a few days ago. You don't have papers. Like, yeah. <laughs> no papers. Yeah, like 90 Day Fiance situation. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. Like, I don't have, I, you can't, mm-hmm. I live in a super small built, like one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Like, there's, mm-hmm. this isn't like, how am I supposed to give you all these answers right now? Yeah. And then yeah. I got really mad because I'm like, Nobody else is getting these questions. Yeah. Everybody else lives on the other side of the world. And everybody here is like, let's figure it out when this, when we figure it out. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I getting pressured to make these decisions right now? On day four. On day four. It was something ridiculous. Like we hadn't even been there. We filmed for only two weeks. And he got there at the end because there was issues with his visa to get into the States. Mm. And so my mom, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was married in the past. Mm. Um, I got married maybe like I was 26 years mm. old and I, I got bamboozled like completely and I remember he was this Spanish mm. man super charming sexy like I mean nothing like anything you would see here in Miami very confident and the, the plan was he got a job opportunity but he didn't have papers so mm. the idea that was presented to me, like, let's get married. We can just get married to the court. You can finish school. I can finish school and start working. And that way, in a year from now, we can have our beautiful wedding in Spain with his grandparents, yeah. the whole oh, thing. The moment I got married, it didn't turn out that way. Like, he was manipulative. Wow. He was verbally abusive. Like, it really tore me apart. So I really put up this wall where like, I can't provide this support for somebody else where like I bring in someone into my home. Mm -hmm. And like my mom said, when she watched the show, she's like, you went into trauma zone. Like this guy started asking all these things and you're, you could tell you're the most real. Like that moment for me, like it was very raw. I went into pure trauma, panic attack, crying because Mm -hmm. I'm like, this isn't fair. Like, why couldn't you just Mm -hmm. let this kind of, do its thing and I also thought that he should have known better considering he was a bachelor like so from my end I Mm -hmm. like really was mad because I'm like why couldn't we just work it out you know uh, so few things where I got attacked by people like oh you broke his heart because anybody who's heartbroken on the show and I'm like do you not see how heartbroken I I, like I was crying too because it's like how am I supposed to make all these lifetime decisions within like four days that happened with me and Clay at the end obviously I got attacked because I'm the one dumping him and not the other way around whatever so I did get like sympathy but also of course the haters that were like he just wanted to date and chill I'm like what do you mean this is a big deal for me like this is actually like I'm thinking like you I'm thinking about my family Mm -hmm. my real life because real life is right there like we all live in our like a reality not this LA bubble Mm -hmm. like all three of us he was super sweet after like he ended up finding a way to get a note to me because you know they said like we had to leave the house we had to like separate or whatever and then like there was a time where he wanted to like come and visit and it just that it was too much for me like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was offering like, hey, I found a hotel room. I'm going to go down to Miami for a week. Would love to see mm-hmm. you. It was mm-hmm. like, I could come mm-hmm. be with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. No. Yeah, it was like, let's just yeah, that's bang, not, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not what you wanted. Really you know? no. So it, no. it just didn't align. But I I don't even follow him on Instagram. Mm, I wonder what he's doing now. No, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no interest. I only cared about you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, same. Oh, I'm like, no interest in <laughs> That was the closest relationship I had on The Bachelor. Because then mm-hmm. everything else, like, then Paradise, I was like, 
I've really messed I things up. I felt like up. you were a pawn, though, in Paradise, too. Like, weren't you the one that gave Colton, like, the, the rose that kept him around? <laughs> that was, like... Oh, yeah. That was, oh, my God. You told me about that. So many that was people thought that, yeah. like, yeah. producers told me to pick Colton. That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the person to give the last rose. Angela was. Oh. that They do so they switch that up. They edit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was really annoyed. I was being bibby and again very different headspace because from the moment you start the bachelor season and like you're so fully submersed into like this world yes, you, you don't see you don't see an outside perspective like you're just like consumed by it I like was such in a different like victim state too I'm like yeah. I already felt it I'm like none of these yeah. guys like me like I don't yeah. look like any of these girls like yep. <laughs> Astrid hit it off with Kevin like really in my head I'm like how Mm -hmm. am I nobody likes me and the people Mm -hmm. that liked me they always they always kind of pushed on to me same Mm -hmm. we had the same experience the stereotype yeah Yeah. that's like the role that we were there to play which is yeah so obvious it's fine if you like them but let me make that decision like don't put that on to me as as a contestant like that's not how this should be going yeah like I ended up vibing obviously with Clay. Yeah. Like I had, I did have a good time like on the show, but that was a hundred percent pushed on me. Mm-hmm. I really had no other choice, and I just got. Like, so lucky. what ended up happening is I was super annoyed with production. I hadn't had a connection with anyone. My friends were hitting it off. Like they wanted to. I was going to give my rose. They either yeah. they wanted it to me to give my rose to Venmo John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like that where it was more like, who are you going to give your rose to? Who are you going to give your rose to? But it was really the T and Colton show the moment you got there. So it's just like, why do you, I literally got into like, why do you care who I'm going to give my rose to now? Like, yeah. why, why, do, why, why do you care about my relationship now and where I'm doing with it? What happened with Colton was that he and Tia were in this like weird thing. Tia gave her rose to Chris and Angela was giving her rose to Colton. That's what was happening. Angela was, Colton wasn't going anywhere. Angela was giving her rose to Colton. So everything's determined, like who, you already know who's giving who a rose. And nobody knew who I was giving my rose to. I was on the, I obviously didn't know, but then Wills and I had been friends, like kind of just vibing, whatever. And I think that he just automatically assumed I was giving his rose, my rose to him right before we set up for a rose ceremony. Astrid runs to me and she's like, Will's just kissed me. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, he just asked for some alone time and he just kissed me. I'm super. He always pulled random moves like that. He kisses her. When she had been, she had been with Kevin since, I mean, it was only like day three at this point, but she had been with Kevin. Yeah. So she comes to me freaking out. She's like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't want to be stuck in some triangle. Like, yeah, I'm all into Kevin. Especially with your friend. Like you, like, obviously that was like your friend on the she show. She wasn't so. coming to me mm-hmm. to like say, hey, don't pick Wills. She was just coming to me because she's like, this guy just kissed me. She didn't know at that point who I was giving my rose to. And yeah. the moment that that happened, I'm like, all right, he's out. Yeah. Like cut. <laughs> that Kevin, makes total sense. Kevin's my yeah. friend. Like Kevin and I had a little thing in the beginning of um winter games and then he ended yeah. up being with Ashley. We stayed in touch, all this oh stuff. Astrid and I weren't even friends yet, but we kind of like vibed through Instagram. Yeah, I'm she's, like, I'm you're both smart. Yeah. I liked both of you. 
And I remember you'd be like calling each other like Salma, Salma and Penelope. And see, because I literally love you, yeah. I swear. And then, oh my God, what are the odds? And of course, like paradise happens. We all become friends. So <laughs> once he tells me this stuff, I'm like, he's got to go. He can't. Yeah. Like, I love Kevin too much. Like, Kevin's really into this girl. If they're going to try to mess with this, like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. he's not getting my rose. And how are you going to spend rose ceremony talking all this crap about Colton, 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 which was everybody's mm-hmm. storyline because the guys yeah. were fed yeah. up mm-hmm. with it too. The guys were like, yeah. Colton. Yeah. And, we're done. <laughs> and then I was just like, Venmo John had pulled me aside for a second, but gosh, what he was trying to talk to me about, I was like, and he had already yeah. been hitting it off with everybody else. I was just like, yeah, he was like flirty in that. He was hitting season. it off on his own. So yeah. I felt bad for Colton. And I knew what was going to happen, which was. You know, basically, they were going to catapult him into another Dean situation where it's just going to go back and forth Mm -hmm. with Angela, all this stuff. And I got up there and I never I was so nervous Mm -hmm. because at that point, I'm like, I'm not getting my I wasn't thinking about myself. The right move to make if you're strategic, like this is basically like survivor meets love on the beach. (laughs) The strategic thing for me to have done was to pick Wills or Venmo Mm -hmm. John. And then that mm-hmm. would have allowed me to stay on a little bit longer. But I was so yeah. mad. I was mm-hmm. such an angry woman that <laughs> Understandably. I was like, Colton. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Everybody's oh, face. God. So annoying. Like, they're, every, like, for people to actually think that that was like a thing that was was planned like guys everybody knows and has an idea who they're picking when they're going into a rose ceremony the only people that are super nervous are the people that like don't have a massive like love connection or in this love triangle where you kind of know like f like what's really gonna happen but this was so early on like this is the first rose ceremony Oh my so, God, I forgot. So um, people were like, "Oh, that was production. Yeah. She got paid to do this. They told her to do she that." She got and paid like, to do this. And like, guys, I got paid crap. <laughs> <laughs> Back off, okay? So that's, that's how Colton's storyline. No. Like, I really think that that really helped him and Tia yeah. kind of like figure out their own stuff. Wow. wow! So you're the responsible for everything. Yeah, you basically and, and gave him a bachelor. For, <laughs> you are Cassie. You're responsible for you it. Ca- you're the the like catapult to the his whole entire year. Basically. Yeah, I felt bad because yeah. I I remember walking up to him at that point. Everything's chaos on you know rose nights. Um, yeah. yeah, ceremony chaos. nights are just not what you think they are. And um, mm-hmm. I went up to him and I was like, hi, Colton, I'm BB. Like, I just want to say hi. The guy never even got a chance to talk to anybody else but producers since the moment well, he got there because he was yeah. wrapped up in this Tia drama. Mm-hmm. I was like, Colton, I'm Bibiana. Like, just saying yeah, hi. Just be like, a human. Yeah. Hey, you know, sorry you're dealing with all yeah. this stuff. Everybody hated him. All the guys mm-hmm. couldn't stand him already. Mm-hmm. It's like his first night there. And it's just like, hey, you know, dude. And then that's what ended up coming into my mind the moment that I was standing up there right after I hear that Will's tried to make out with this girl. Oh, no wonder. (laughs) Oh, my God, this is crazy. Yes, backstory changes literally everything. Everything. I'm like, like, guys, don't hate me for picking Colton and sending Will's home. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on your side. That's insane. Dude. And then, oh, my God. And then, of course, then doing the other show. Yeah. Well, right before Paradise 6, you were in a relationship, weren't you? Mm -hmm. That. And how long did you guys date for? 
oh my gosh, this was like one of those fast romances. Now that I like, I've really taken the time to dive into, you know, your boundaries and, you know, yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what are things that, you know, are more red fl- flags, not saying that the relationship was a red flag, but that we could have definitely taken it at a slower pace. Um, mm-hmm. We like the moment we met, it was just like zero to a hundred. So we yeah. were together maybe like three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it ended, it ended so fast that I was just like, exactly. You don't have time to even process the beginning, the mm-hmm. end, like why it happened. Man, it was that yeah. breakup really did a number on me mm-hmm. in the way where mm-hmm. it was just like I wasn't ready for that. And yeah. but then what came attached to it was that I started investing investing so much time in myself and like I got into the best shape mm-hmm. because I had so much anxiety attached that I'm like, how do I work through yeah. this? And so I resorted to just like eating really, really healthy to make sure that because I have Crohn's that I wasn't causing mm-hmm. a flare up with my stress and then just working out a lot to kind of move that energy around. Cause that's what it Smart. is. You just need to be able to like move it around. Yeah. I remember that's when we bonded to like, I remember meeting him honestly and like, oh, I don't know, I'm super happy for you now. Like I love babe. the BB I'm talking to right now, but he was He's yeah. such a babe. I like till this day have so much love for him. It's funny because yeah. recently I've been dreaming about him. I'm really? like, this is so funny how things happen. Um, now, yeah. Now I'm like, as this period of your life. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. If I would have dreamt about him in the past, I would have cried. Like, great. Like, no. God. And then that's why, oh my God, you went through that and then jumped back into paradise. Right into paradise. Oh so God. how did how did that happen? Like, were they already reaching out to you or did they hear you got out of a relationship? Yeah. It was kind of just more like, what else am I going to do? I had kind of like thought that I was out of it. I was totally fine with like being in a relationship with John. And so I just felt like, well, I took a year off. Like what, like what if this time it actually works? I had done all this self work. Mm -hmm. I was in a different headspace where I thought Mm -hmm. where I am now, where, you know, if like backtrack to the beginning of this conversation, I'm super angry because we're PTSD. Like it's not yeah. PTSD to like the beginning of the season. But then fast forward when you've, you know, kind of taken time to see the things that you don't mm-hmm. want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. I recognize that with paradise, my first experience, I got in my own way. Mm-hmm. And I was so gun- like everything about the bachelor was just like such an angry experience. My first year. Yeah, you like, yeah. Different. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to just close it out in like a different way. I had done so much self-work. Yeah. I, you know, I ended the relation, like we ended up this relationship, but then what came after it, I like was able to really reflect on all these things. Mm-hmm. And so I had approached um, one of the producers and I was like, Hey, I'm like, you know, I, you stay in touch with people. And I was like, yeah, hey, just your so friends. You know, like, I'm single again. So if the opportunity presents itself, because again, if it does, if they don't think it's a fit, they don't call you back. It's very simple. Yeah. I know so many people from my season that never got called to go. And, you know, I'm like, whatever, if it ends up happening, it ends up happening. Mm-hmm. And I explained to them, I was like, I just want a different chance where like, I'm not getting in my own way, you know, that I'm never not right. thinking about everything else that's happening and more thinking about like, what do I want? You know? Yeah. Cause it's hard not to be consumed by all the moving pieces and Mm -hmm. it's hard not to get involved and be like, why is this happening? Like, why are you guys doing this? That's where I was the first year, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's uh, when you're not falling in love and you're not just like in happy land with your partner that you have, it's 
the only other thing to focus on is the fact that you're not in a relationship and everything happening around you. So it makes sense. And I remember you and I had the same experience night one in paradise. We were both crying basically all day long when we when we got to the rose ceremony because it felt just like the same thing that was happening before. Mm-hmm. Like everyone liked everyone else. Like no one liked me there. And it was hard to get like a someone you had to like convince the guy to like you to give you a rose essentially that first like three so days. Horrible. Which horrible. You, have to do. you both are like so amazing that that pisses oh me Oh my off. gosh. I I mean I probably blocked some of this out because I was just so stressed. But yeah. I remember talking and saying like, hey, if you don't know who you're gonna give your rose to, like I just wanna be here. Like yeah. whatever mm. you can do. And it just wasn't gonna this work was out nice. because there was mm-hmm. other things going on. There was other storylines like and in retrospect, now that I've done some more work on myself and like been able to really identify the type of spirit that I am like I don't know have mm-hmm. you guys ever done your human design no, love it. it what are you are you projector project- same you so we're really it. affected are- by like the emotions around us and so yeah a projector our main thing that I know this now is you have to wait for an invitation yeah you have to exactly. wait to be invited um a lot of like us going out there we're not generators so generators are people that like can go out there and create Mm-hmm. situations like mm-hmm. bring people together we're kind of we're the helpers yeah so which yeah. when retrospect looking back at my first paradise experience I'm the helper I'm like I'm gonna yeah. not allow my friends to be in a love triangle right. and I'm gonna yeah. save mm-hmm. Colton like no mm-hmm. bitch fall back like you don't need to do <laughs> and you can that. read systems wow. really well so you have a good understanding of what's happening around you and like what we have a good intuition yeah. about people right yeah. away Exactly. So when you're on rose night and you're trying to beg for a rose like that, it's so it doesn't it doesn't feel so authentic natural. and it doesn't oh come God. off authentic at all. So as a projector, I that was the worst environment I could be in because yeah. no one authentically like no one genuinely was really into me. And yes, there's like a little bit of a game to play with it. But me putting myself out there asking yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. is like such a big blow to me. It didn't align with the direction. Now I know. It's not that I'm yeah. the the method to being a projector is you have to play hard to get with the universe and the world. Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. that relax and like yeah, wait means- until someone mm-hmm. asks you yeah. for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wait until someone invites you and be open to like being able to help in that way versus you always wanting to like it's patient yeah and that's the yeah. relationship advice I give to like every single one of my friends even dating like it applies to all aspects of life but BB what's crazy is I remember before we both went on Bachelor in Paradise season six you called me and it's like crazy how your intuition was right like and now you know to trust it now you know yourself better than you probably ever would have if it weren't yeah. for the show mm-hmm. and because of all the study and learning you've done but I remember you telling me like is it even worth it because I'm in such a finally a good place and I was like I don't even know and yeah. I only did it because you did it because you're like should we do it you're like wait wait so I'm gonna do it so you're gonna do it I'm like yeah we're doing it okay I'll see you there and I remember texting you like landed in Mexico or something or like I sent you a picture or something and of course the phones are gone and like I saw you yeah. there and then it was all a mess because as we know then it all blows up in your face <laughs> yeah you're so hopeful because you obviously you you were killing it the body like you were like ready for paradise I, went to, I had a panic attack when I went home I was not well I was like Get it together. Well, that's the thing too. It's like when you you can do all the things to prepare and you can get yourself in the right headspace, you can get your body right, you can be like so ready, but it's 
you can't control your outcome there. And it's very clear as soon as you step foot onto that set, like it's you're no longer in control. And that's what's really difficult. So now that you're done, you're retired, you come off the show, like what is Bibby's journey now? Like, what are you doing to keep your mental health? Like you seem in such a good place and that you've really done a lot of work. Like what work have you done and what has helped you? That's the biggest compliment because I feel that this year has just thrown me for a loop. Like I felt like I was finally getting better because I really went through a, a difficult time towards the end of last year where it's just like, I didn't reckon, I mean, Nicole knows, like I just didn't recognize myself. I was like, like I went through a depression So then coming back out of it, and then like all of this stuff has happened, there's, you know, this morning, I was talking to my best friend. And I was telling her and I was like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I'm like, I hate when I go through these like seasons of like, oh, like, I'm so good at, I'm so good at being good. You know, like, I love waking up early in the morning, I love having my morning routine, I love being able to dive in and learn more about myself. And like, I'm such a big mental health advocate, um, that anything that comes to just like protecting your energy, the one thing that I do find a lot of difficulty is the balance, because, you know, she did, she, this is something my best friend said, she's like, we're never gonna stop working on ourselves. It's just you like we're always going to have something happen. We're always going to, you know, have um things shift and change and that's where the most growth is and she's like I feel like you're so hard on yourself and it is. Like I have I can be very hard on myself and right now one of the biggest things is like social media is my main source of income and I find it so hard sometimes yeah. to be on social media. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to be on social media. Um, and so it's then hard I, on the energy too. It's great when yeah. it's amazing, and then it's horrible. You when take it's like in you take in a lot enemy. from social media too, so mm-hmm. it's hard to protect your energy and keep yourself on track yeah. while taking in so much. I think one of the benefits that does come from being off the show that um, the people who have stuck around mm-hmm. and follow me now are people that like me. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are many cases where you might get like a hate message randomly here or there, but for the majority, like for the most part, if you're still following someone from, you know, seasons past, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's people that I connect with and I relate to, I feel like that's what my following is now. So there has been a sense of pressure, like kind of lifted where I don't have to, I can be more of my authentic self because Mm -hmm. I feel like my audience is more authentic. I relate to them. They relate to me. Um, and so it does feel a little bit more in flow, but there are, I feel my biggest issues comes from everything else on social media. I love yeah. the, be- I love mm-hmm. being able to connect with people. I love being able to communicate through that platform and just the opportunities that kind of just open and, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of serendipitous moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm struggling currently right now with comparison, like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I was talking to my friend about this morning is like, I, I, this is something that I work with my therapist with where I have a tendency of over romanticizing people. Mm. Like if you are a photographer, if you're an artist, to me, it just doesn't even seem, I call them expanders. I don't know if you guys have heard of Lacey Phillips work. 
also have. obsessed. <laughs> Vivian and I are on a very yeah. similar tr- tracks <laughs> yeah, as far yeah, as like real. manifestation <laughs> and like self work and all that oh, stuff. Gosh. We can link all of those things. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. This is like really what my passion is. But like yeah. when it mm-hmm. comes to seeing people as expanders, so people that are doing something that you would like to do, um, that you can relate to. Those are expanders, um, Mm -hmm. either like through social media or even people that walk into your life. It could be Mm -hmm. a relationship that teaches you something that you thought you wanted to be interested or a friend that you meet. So um, instead of them being expanders to me, and this is something that like through Mm -hmm. the DIs, (laughs) Sydney, that I've kind of- Yeah, they're like meditations that you go in. Through the meditations, like I'm working (laughs) through it, but it's it's exhausting. Yeah, So it brings up a lot of emotional- things from your past and stuff like that. Yeah. When I'm in this space, I tend to kind of, I don't want to be on Mm -hmm. social media because I need to realign. I need to recenter. I need to refocus Mm -hmm. and be able to build these boundaries because if the people that I'm searching for to actually be expanders and people that like, if they're doing it, I can do it because Mm -hmm. we're all humans. Mm -hmm. We're all humans. Anything that somebody is doing right now, we can do. You're capable of, yeah. You're capable of, but it feels so far mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. I've done so much work that sometimes in focusing on doing so much work, it kind of like, yeah, like you're kind of waiting for the ice to melt. Like, I don't know if any of you have read Atomic Habits by James Clear, but he says um, it takes 32 degrees to melt ice. And so you want to reach that point in, re- like in your habits or in your life where it's going to get difficult, but you have to wait until the ice melts because that's where all your hard work starts to flourish. Mm-hmm. So with social media, you see mm-hmm. success really quickly. I mean, you see the highlight bodies. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Instagram models. Oh God. Only fans. Your body's fire. Yeah. I'm it's like, but it, it's hard not to compare it. Like, cause at any second you could be taken, like you could be good. You're like, I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to feel good. I'm just going to like admire what's happening around me. But then it's immediately the switch can be, yeah. Oh, why do I not look like that? Why am I not on this path? Like, why am I not there yet? Yeah. It's, it's can happen really quick. I can't have my picture yeah, taken without feeling anxious. And I don't look mm-hmm. at pictures af- of myself after they're taken. Without the anxiety of, because not seeing something that you're not going to like essentially well i don't recognize myself my thing Mm. is it's like a little bit of like distortedness where it's It's like i can't look at these pictures because i think i look a certain way and then i look at it and i'm like wait a minute and then when you're going on instagram you see these girls who are just like if i see one more fox eye have you get (laughs) you know what i'm talking about the fox eye or what like this the bella hood Oh, duh. Oh, so, no. no, it's, it's all, all surgery. Botox. Botox. So now, like I don't need, my filters, I have two filters that I use. And it's basically mm-hmm. filters that just like, it's like the cloud filter. And then mm-hmm. there's another one that makes my cheeks like rosy. Um, mm-hmm. But all these other filters yeah, that alter oh, your I love, face. Yeah, I know all your I'm filters. Like, I'm such a fan. Yeah. Why is this allowed? Wait, they were looking at banning they it. Are? No, like they okay. were actually the ones that do like the real plastic surgery or the cute baby face. Like, I'm like, no, 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 the no, cute no. baby face is horrible. Wait a minute, like this is a whole different human. So the best is when I'm drunk though, because I've saved all these horrible, disgusting yeah. filters, and then I'm like putting it on my boyfriend because I don't know. I'm like, oh, cute, and all of a sudden the next day he's there with yeah. like creepy blue eyelashes. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Thank you for ruining I mean, my memories. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I look right here. He's there, like, <laughs> snatched face. I don't even know. Terrifying. Yeah, that's yes. like when the kids are bringing <laughs> in the Snapchat filters into the doctor's office and saying, like, I want to look like this. Like, can you 
do something to my face. Like my, kids. Mental, my yeah. dermatologist speaks oh, about that. So She's sorry. like, mm-hmm. she will not do these trends. Like I've, you know, I've gotten stuff Good. done like Botox, like I've played mm-hmm. with fillers, but like she's such, she's such an advocate on like, less is more you know yeah natural Natural. Mm -hmm. and I remember I sent her once like wait my eyebrows because I have hooded eyes and I'm super self-conscious about my hooded (laughs) eyes and um I sent her this and she's like no this is creepy like absolutely not and like I'm glad that I have people around me that are like hey by the way these are trends that they're not okay like yeah they're not okay I think it all has to do also with 2020 having some Mm -hmm. more you know, time on my hands and like the roller. Co- it's yeah. true on our phone. I'm like, oh and then with mm-hmm. work, it's like, I need to be active on social media. And I'm really, one of my friends says some, she's like, your vibe attracts your tribe. And so when it mm-hmm. comes to really like putting out the right energy to make sure that the people that I'm attracting within my business and stuff, like pick up the right vibe, because I don't want anyone ever to feel like, you know, I'm Debbie Downer or, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like, my anxiety is real guys. Like <laughs> I wish that there was like a solution mm-hmm. like for it, but really the solution is massive self-care. Like the yeah. best thing you could do for yourself if you have like these emotions or whatever, like mm-hmm. going to a doctor, going, going to talking to a professional and then just setting things mm-hmm. that boost your endorphins, create the serotonin in your body, allow for mm-hmm. your mind to have in doing what you love. Like you love reading, you love like being around your only like your true friends not like these fake party friends yeah. like we were all yeah. doing especially pre-covid like that's what i've realized yeah. My group, you don't need like you don't need people. that many <laughs> like the, that's all you that's need all i need i know yeah. you really don't and that's why posting what you love and like not like letting it go the moment you post yeah. it let it go like into the oh universe. my gosh like, i had such a good to, time this weekend for my friend's birthday and you know we had a little tequila <laughs> and i was having my mom so no i love seeing you party <laughs> i am <laughs> and like having really, like i love it, your girl but i can't it's exactly what you said like bigger people you can't they don't understand like the vibe sometimes and it mm-hmm. gives yeah. me more anxiety but like it was oh. just like us five beautiful room at soho and we we're like dancing, you and i was like oh let's record this video That's all you need. and the next morning i wake up and i'm like what did i put up on social media <laughs> Was I drunk? What did yeah, I do? That's great. It literally it's just scary, looked like a montage of like me being in love with my friend. But I'm like, okay, oh, it's fine. that's good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm also the believer though. If oh, like no. you're being authentic to yourself and you're putting out what feels authentic to you, then it will just read better and people will understand it, and then you'll attract the right people, as you said. But I think that's also owning like I'm not feeling hot today. I don't feel good today. This made me feel like this, and just kind of owning that. And I think that. It, it's really refreshing and you are that's why we relate to you so well because you own I know. where you're at mm-hmm. and what's and the work that you've done Definitely. and the ways that you've grown which I really appreciate yeah you're oh my yes. god I'm so excited <laughs> this is so cute I'm so impressed I'm like every everything Nicole does I love Thank it my you. friends like did you see what Nicole's doing I'm like yeah <laughs> she's she's, Nicole. Nicole knows her brand that's for sure that's right I don't even know how. Just, know. You're being authentic to the things that you like, which is food and dogs. It's true. And-, <laughs> and it's true what you said in the beginning, like how we were so funny before, like before the show. We have to like oh, have to, go through yeah, like a shedding like, process of like to, the, the yeah, persona yeah, that to, you like, put on to and, like yeah. channel our young, funny. It's yeah. like how can I be like, like balanced and aligned and in flow and still have mm-hmm. fun? And I think I, I follow this guy yeah, who said exactly. trauma comes in all forms and sizes. Like it's basically mm-hmm. how it's stored in the body. So something to me that might be like 
traumatic, right? My body experiences that way may not be a big deal to somebody else, but in my body, it's it's stored that way. So he's explaining that, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're experiencing these emotions, he's like, have fun, like play and, -hmm. you know, go get acupuncture, go do a yoga class, go like watch a, like go watch a funny movie with your friends, go have a drink. Like for me, it's like accepting the phone call from a friend. Like those are like little things that when I'm in a funk, like I ignore even these amazing right. things that normally that I know are going to make me happy because I just want to be more sad. You know what I mean? No, like just accepting the friend invite, going to Soho, like dressing up yeah. a little bit, like pushing, even if you were like bloated from binge eating or whatever, I'll pretend that might, that gives me an excuse to so cancel So it's like things. having fun in these moments. And I'm like, man, I, I relate to that where it's just like, well, I want to, I want to still be able to do this self-work progress but also have fun even during this time even if I'm stressed out of my mind because I don't want to just have my body store this stress as like this is it um but yeah I think the other day I had like a dinner with some friends and my friend looked at me she's like you're funny I'm like I am (laughs) no you're the funniest please because you don't mean it you're like so naturally you're not like trying to be funny it's just like all of a sudden like quick it just comes to you yeah yeah do you guys think this is back to i'm gonna ask this question it is a little bit back to bachelor but do you think that with matt season they will cast the the cast Mm -hmm. is going to be more diverse because i know claire's was kind of the bachelorette's always and you know they start working on this stuff in the casting well in advance so do you think now with matt season well i think They so did release, I don't know if it was Bachelor or it was just spoilers, they were releasing some photos of the women and it looks much more diverse, like much, much more, which yeah. was good to yeah, see. And in a way, does I want to ask this question too, like now seeing like the strides that they're making and all the ways that they're pushing the show forward, do you ever get like a little bit of resentment or just like kind of angry that it wasn't your season that they were doing these things for? Or are you just happy to see that they're moving forward in general? Um, I'm happy that they're moving forward i think the most the one thing i feel the most like uh about was kind of what i touched base on before mm-hmm. something that you realized on your season where mm-hmm. i wish i would have um realized the importance of being a latina woman on a show like the bachelor i wish i would have mm-hmm. un- understood that mm-hmm. the too. weight that that carried and mm-hmm. um i wish i would have done a better job but you know, I think if it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't have, I can't be in this space now where I can see the things that I no longer want to be, the things that I, I how important, like how I learned that I was a projector, reason mm-hmm. number one, why I won't go exactly. back to the show. No, you are so close to yourself yeah, at this point. Like, beautiful. you know yourself, like what triggers you, like, which is an amazing I'm not point 100% be happy with where I'm at exactly in life, but I think that that's part of the journey. Yeah. And so um, do I wish things would have been differently? Do I wish that I would have done my homework? It's like, this is such a BB thing to do. Mm. Like, Yeah, to go back to go and dwell on it. But like, who signs up for yeah. a show they haven't watched? Like, I'm such, I'm so... I barely I was still working every day in Wynwood like every day until the day I left like an idiot I should have been like working out like getting a tan doing my hair no I I, I brought my work clothes (laughs) to The Bachelor like my old jeans like I didn't even care like horrible so you know I'm just happy that it's it's coming and I think that while giving other people like women of color and Latinas and like every uh, just a more diverse cast Mm -hmm. an opportunity I think that you are allowing for a more open space where it's not typecasted and you know you're not pinned as the feisty latina or you know whatever the the angry black woman Mm -hmm. like 
you know, that's yeah. been the biggest There's been issue. that every season. While, while yeah. bringing that in, like that it allows for other other personalities to flourish. I agree. Exactly. It's crazy. I like, I'm happy to be on this side. I don't know if you guys feel Me like, too. Yeah. you know, when you do like, I get always, I always get a little bit nervous when it comes to doing podcasts because, you know, you don't know how people dissect things yeah. or, yeah. you know, messages. And so like right now, what I'm thinking is, damn, I hope I don't sound angry in the beginning of this podcast. No. I'm like, no, remember no, that? No, time? no, we're going to, no. And then our followers are so yeah, cute. Our followers are adorable. And I think, You've explained yourself so well. And I think what's great about podcasts and like being out of the show is now you can see that people aren't one dimensional and it's not just the way that you are characterized on the show. Like you have all these parts to you and like these things that make you beautiful. And that's why I like doing this so people can see other sides to Mm -hmm. people. And I think you absolutely did that. Exactly. How are your how are your relation? Well, you guys, did you guys take some time before coming out with your relationships on Instagram? Like, how long did you guys? I didn't, but Nicole definitely took time to. Wait. Oh, yeah, I did. Like, I'm like I'm planning my anniversary yeah. already. Like, it's like that. Yeah. Like, She's literally. Like, yeah. Like, I've literally secretly hid him forever. I didn't care. I didn't show. He hasn't met, met even like my best best friends. That's how slow I was taking it. Like, so you guys cool. are so cute. Like, the most real intense. They are cute. He's from Orlando, but he's an attorney from, who works in Miami. You would like, I know. Yeah. You got a Miami Jew, they're the best. <laughs> a Jew? Yeah. <laughs> you got a Miami, Miami Jew. <laughs> Amazing. Jews and Cubans and Latins, like, and, you know, we all vibe. It's like a very similar, like, family upbringing and, mm-hmm. like, everything. I love the Jewish community so much because there's a lot that I've learned. I've, I'm, I've adopted a lot of, um, a lot more Jewish friends within the past couple years. And they're so family-oriented. Yes. It's so beautiful. Like, Fridays are sacred for Shabbat. And those mm-hmm. are little things where mm-hmm. I'm like, even if I don't marry into a Jewish family, it's totally fine. But, like, I'm definitely going to adopt some of these traditions. I love that mm-hmm. it's just, like, every Friday, no matter what, you're having dinner together. Um, you know, I have a friend that, like, does, like, Shabbat dinners. And sometimes she'll, like, invite friends or mm-hmm. They're fun. I love that. I love, I love the culture. I love how they, like, invented marriage. Like, if you look back and, like well hebrew scriptures whatever old testament like they're the ones who talked about it first before catholic everybody else was like monogamy (laughs) no what's that that's why they value it they value like the woman is like the major like part of the household not just like like, the mother yeah mary you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's like i love the culture so much and the food i'm like teach me all the ways obsessed me too Um, well i think we covered everything with bibby (laughs) i think we went through the whole journey which i absolutely hope for so thank you so much for being here (laughs) thank you for having me i mean we ran we did i will have to have you back and just have another rant (laughs) right it just feels like a conversation like it literally feels like we've all been together like i'm gonna spend the whole day thinking we all hung out but before you go can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media when you have those days that you want to post (laughs) absolutely so my instagram is bb underscore jewels j-u-l-z it's been um the same thing forever i did want to talk about something interesting now that everybody (laughs) i know i know i'm not this is something not related um not related to me. This is my friend's mm. vodka brand that I think like with the holidays approaching and now that things are kind of opening back up or whatever, it's called it's called Simple Vodka. And for every bottle purchase, I think um, 20 meals are donated to Feeding America. It's 
I think it's, yeah, I think you can buy it online, actually. So, you know, I like now that I'm coming out of my shell and like things are opening up and I, you know, I am going to dinners and stuff. And if anybody, as they're preparing for the holidays in October and like all that jazz, like I believe in if you're going to drink, drink with intention. And this is something that is, I think it's so lovely, something that they're doing where it's just like, you can still have fun. You know, it's like the balance of like being a yogi, but still having a nice drink, you know, like that balance flow. So um, they, they help fight hunger. And for every, I think that's huge. Like you buy a bottle and you're giving 20 meals to the, to feeding America. So I'll take any excuse to drink. Mm. So it's good to have one that's going to give back to other people. So absolutely. We'll link that too. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I wish, I wish more brands yeah. did stuff like this. Um, so I, it's the only shout out thing I'm doing because you know, everything else is on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, again, thank you so much. We'll have to have you back and share some vodka on the next Mm one. Oh my gosh, we totally do it. Everybody make their own martini. There you go. Next one. That's what we'll do. Thank you, guys. Yay. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.